thank the Lord for bringing us here today. Welcome to Loud Mouth. Oh my. <laughs> my name is Sham from She Gets a Pod, um, Cozy Moon Podcast, and one of three members of So What Page Beyond B. I am here to um, partner with Greg with the Content King. Um, so, Greg, on here from Young Black and Bothered, introduce yourselves. Hello. Um, thank you for, you know, being my co-host in Loud Mouth Stereo. More importantly, I ain't shit and I will not be shit, especially on this show. Um, this, this episode, I, I, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. You and I talked about it maybe like two and a half months ago. So yeah. it, it's, it's long overdue, um, but it's perfect timing with everything going on in like, you know, the political mm-hmm. world with, you know, Kamala. Like, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, um, I was Googling. I was like, what kind of disclaimer can I put tonight before I start talking? And I couldn't find it. But what I will say is I am from two parents who society would consider nuts um, by ethnicity being that they're made up of different ethnicities. Um, my family right now looks like the worldwide encyclopedia of culture. Oh my lord. So I don't feel I don't feel super um closer to being black. I don't feel super closer to being white. I don't feel super closer to being West Indian. I don't feel super closer to being uh Irish or Italian or Jewish. I feel like tonight I want to respect everyone because my family, my relatives are everyone. Um, my nieces, my nephews, they're a part of every, almost damn near every culture on earth. And um, I'm not discriminating against anyone tonight. Um, you know, uh, Greg is is married uh, to a white woman he loves that he cares for she cares for him they have a beautiful baby girl and he will not take the disrespect tonight so therefore don't come on here with any foolery tonight um, we just want to talk about a topic that needs to be talked about and I'm happy that uh, the election has swayed in the direction it has swayed into because you might see these discussions more you know, more often by more people who never thought to have the discussion. And um, we're attacking in a great way, in a educational way, interracial um, topics. We're going through family topics. We're going through Black power topics. We're going through um, slight slavery-esque, where did that come from topics. We're going through colorism topics. Um, and we're going through skin complexion topics, which brings us to who we have in office. Um, because today, a lot of people may say Kamala is not black enough. People will say, oh, she's a white man, so she can't understand, possibly understand what comes with being a black woman or what happens with black men. And, uh, that's so exhausting to to not feel like neither side of of your uh, multiracial background you can gravitate towards and I know a lot of people feel that today Um, a lot of people feel one-sided where um, black people really don't take them in 
um, their white side or their, um, uh, let's say, Hispanic heritage side doesn't take them in, whoever they are, whatever mixture they are. I think at the end of the day, we need to remember that we are human beings. So um, I think that's the disclaimer that I'm going to give tonight. I don't think they need disclaimer. We're going to say what we're going to say. And if you are offended, you're probably offended because you haven't heard proper information or you've heard proper information and you didn't take it in. It didn't register. And more importantly, you just didn't care. Um, but the thing is, you're going to hear it tonight. Yeah. That's how I feel. Sure. All right. Um, we're talking about everything interracial and we will not allow any hate or disgusting views to be freely shared on this show, um, any outbursts you have, please keep it to yourself. Um, if you would like to question something, please question something on topic so we can stay on topic. Um, we do appreciate any listeners. We do appreciate you sharing the show on your Twitter feed, on your Facebook feed. Um, we do appreciate your um, voice notes that you drop so you can drop them. We will check them from time to time. Try to be like more often checking them throughout the show. But um, if you hear anything and you're lost, please start from the beginning because we don't want to go back to what was said, what wasn't said. We just want to continue the flow of the show. Exactly. All right. So with that being said, what do you deem as being interracial, Greg? Um, I mean, for me, interracial means that you, like, for me or just anybody in general, like, you had a relationship or you are having a relationship with someone who is not your foundational like ethnicity so if you are a black man and you're dating a white woman that is considered interracial if you are a you know a hispanic latino individual and you're dating someone that is not of that you know ethnicity then yes that is an interracial relationship um there's for me like a little divide in it because people who would consider themselves to be biracial or you know they have parents that are you know i'm black and i'm white at this you know they themselves are black and white they could still be in an interracial relationship because the person that they are with is somehow in that like that small like caveat or window of an interracial relationship but yeah all in all if you whatever you decide that you are like if you know for a fact like my daughter she is a black woman yes her mom is white but she is a black woman it's just you know how like genetics work so when she goes out and she says she is a black woman whenever she is of age to end up dating and she ends up marrying a man if he is white if he is any other you know ethnicity that Mm -hmm. is considered an interracial relationship correct and then you have where people get confused if I, being that I have two Jamaican parents um, that were born and raised and came here as immigrants, they had the alien ID. Some people know about the alien ID. That's exactly what was on the ID, alien. Um, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, okay? Mm-hmm. But if I dated or married or had kids with an American black person meaning they know of no other place to be home they were born and raised here their generation before was born and raised here uh 
my kids will be multicultural, but they are still considered under that umbrella of being black. Because to be black or what society claims you to be African-American, you have to have some type of descent coming from Africa, the continent, um, which is fine. But um, a lot of people, mostly people from the islands, don't claim black because it doesn't tell you heritage. It doesn't mean anything. If you go to Jamaica and you say, they ask you what you are and you say black, they're going to look at you like you're stupid. If you say you're African American, they're going to look at you like you're stupid. Or they might assume, oh, you're from foreign. That's what they call it. Call it. Or um, they might call you a, a, a Yankee is what they might call it. But every other country identifies with where is your family from originally um, as as identity? When you come to America, you're a color. You're a crayon, okay? Um, it's stupid, it's dumb, but that whole society um, claim on what you are is very like, what do we put on the news if we're looking for a suspect? And it's what does your skin color um, remind us of? Oh, it reminds us of a black person. You know, if, if your daughter grows up with a uh, lighter skin tone, maybe she'll be able to be deemed both some places. Maybe people might see her as more white, but her parents are biracial. Um, so it's just it's just a tricky thing here in America by having um, two different parents from different races it's more so now on your skin tone to to you know decide what privileges you might get or what privileges you might get away with because I have people in my family where their skin tones were quote-unquote fair is what they call it and some places in the south where they traveled in their younger days they got passed off as white which helped them because nobody knew they were black And that's a tricky thing to get caught up in because you kind of get to pick whenever you want to play both sides. And um, it's it's just a tricky thing. But um, on the web, they say interracial is being both or involving two different races, which is fine. Mm -hmm. To me, I would like to know what is wrong with being interracial. The first interracial couple on TV was in the 1950s. 70 fucking years ago, okay? And people are still out here cutting the fuck up over it. Whether it's a black, quote-unquote, Haitian slash Negro breakdown, or white origins of Europe, Middle East, or North Africa, because there are white people in North Africa. Um, Whether you're Asian or Hispanic, Spanish origin, or it could be... Um, when you're Asian, you could be Far East, Cambodian, uh, from China, Korea. Um, I'm still trying to understand how to approach a person who I know is from the Far East and ask them in a polite, respectable manner, are you Chinese or Korean? Because just like um, West Indians, if you mistake a Jamaican for Haitian, they might 
want to fight you. If you mistake a Haitian for Jamaican, they might want to fight you because they they take where they're from a bit more with pride. So um, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like how do I approach this because you know my youngest brother he's married to um, a Korean American woman. And they have four beautiful kids. And he has a daughter who he um, created with a Dominican woman. And it's, it's like at the end of the day, they all have to identify with Black. Because this is the world that they live in. This is the, the country that they live in. Um, if they were in, in, in Asia, I don't know what that would be. I feel like it would be the same thing. Um, and they are they would be treated as an interracial family because they are mixing two races. My issue is why are people so bothered? That has always, like, not only has it bothered me seeing people be bothered, it's more so, like, since when do people have opinions on what other people do with who they live with and love? Um, In America... It just sucks to know. Uh, (laughs) an example like you know for us like we just knew for a fact that you know we love who we love like she loves me i love her and mm-hmm. it's just simple like it's just that like we are together because of that there's no well i like you because you're black or you know i've you know i've been scorned by black women before like it, it's not that like i like you i love you i care for you we're together and that should just be it um right. however there are a lot of people who think the complete opposite but instead of just taking a answer that is just an answer it's like a yes or no question and people have to have like you know a right in you don't have to have a right in for something so i've heard people do like these mental gymnastics with like interracial dating they say well i'm not racist uh i just think that we all should stay separate but then those are the same people who want equality you can't have both like some things it's like yeah. you're purposely putting yourself out there to be worse then you have the people who say shit like mixed race kids have no identity here's the thing the only people who give that idea out aren't the people who are of mixed race it's people who have never even put themselves in a position to do that that's why you end up having families you know like say for example there was a girl that you know i dated once upon a time um she was a retrian and she told me like oh we could date like you know we could hook up or whatever the issue was she could never bring me home because that's something that her family says that you, you have to marry a man of your kind a man of your color i'm like wow like not only did it fuck me up it, it just literally like it left like a sour taste in my mouth when it came to like you know i would never want to be that person that i have to identify my like love for someone because mm-hmm. my mother and my father felt like that's what they wanted me to do so that's like another one and then um people who say they don't look like their parents i'm like wait what like what does why, that why can't it just be you like yeah, like basically people say well and they don't look like their parents so say like for example my daughter like she has for me she has some of my looks she has some of her mom's looks she's also a fucking newborn she's going to end up changing you know and evolving but a lot of people who say you know it's just interracial kids that do that you know what that might be what makes interracial kids or you know just kids in general special because what happens if you ugly like you you have an ugly that's identity not a look but just like oh because oh go ahead I- I have, you know, two girls and mm-hmm. their complexion to their hair, to their features. Um, it's people try to tell me what they are as if I can't speak for mm-hmm. myself. People try to tell me, yeah. no, her father has to be white. Look at her hair. 
or people, even if I take her to daycare and someone is new, they'll whisper to the daycare people, is her dad white? Mm-hmm. Girl, if you have a question, ask me. No, both of their fathers are born and raised in America, unfortunately. And 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 no, but do they have uh, a gene pool of mixed races? Hell yeah. And it, it could come through on your kids. And you're, you could have kids that look nothing like you. You could have yeah. kids that have your great-great-grandfather's eyes or your great-great-grandmother's hair. And you just like, okay, this is my kid. I, I know for sure she dropped out on my pussy. This is definitely my kid. And exactly. I think people need to be appropriate about how they ask questions about that. Yeah. For me, like, I've always, like, been taught that, like, love knows no color. Like, we, you know, we grew up with the, you know, the history books, and we learned that, you know, we should love each other because if we don't love them, they won't love us, right? But then, yeah. like, we grow up and we become, like, teenagers and young adults, and then we're like, well, we, you know, we need to stay with our own tribe. And, you know, anybody who dates outside of their race is a self-hater. But it's like, how are you self-hating by trying to, like, you're still going to be who you are your kid is still going to be who they are and they obviously have your blood in them but Mm -hmm. you just have like this identity where it's just to me it's like it's unnecessary challenges that come with interracial dating and that's why a lot of people don't do it because they don't like being challenged they like being put in a box where it's like hey this is the norm but honestly we're in a position now especially in 2020 where a lot of shit that we were used to that were considered the norms shit ain't normal Mm -hmm. no more so you yeah. start seeing people go and say, you know, I want to date outside of my race. I want to date, you know, you know, I'm a lady. I'm a, you know, I'm a guy. I want to date, you know, my gender. I want to date intergender. And people do that stuff. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, for me, it just hurts that a lot of the things that we're talking about that people are upset about, it all boils down to, like, tradition. People are like, oh, well, traditionally, like, your mom's black, so your dad should be black. And it just goes. Who's that, but that's the thing, like the people that you and, you know, you and I have, I don't want to say had conversations with, but the people that we see say these things are on like social media. They're saying this and just making a complete ass out of themselves because they're saying it because either they're hurt, they're broken about it. And you might have people who have grown up in an interracial like family. They might have a white dad and a black mom and their entire life they've been like identified as, you know, who is she? Well, she, she, you know, she thinks she thinks she's white. She's not black. Or you know what? He's black at the end of the day. You know, he, a, a, what is it called? Like a drop of black, still black. And in in case that is true, however, like there are a lot of people who honestly take the opinions of others who have no, like no dog in the fight, but they insist on listening to them. And you can't listen to people who are just ignorant as fuck. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of people uh, push their fears onto other people. And um, I hate that when people think interracial couples or they put in a a post or article is always black and white or white and black. There are way more racial couples than that. But I feel that is the most controversial one for America. As if we don't have a, a country full of mixed ethnicities and I'm I don't I don't mind that back in the day the idea for black people were marry and make children with someone that's blackity black like you because we're outnumbered um, we need more 
We need to be a stronger race, okay? I understand that because there was so much against us. There's still so much against us now. But I feel like, just like um, white racist people back in the day were like, you marry white, but you can fuck black if you want to, if you own the slaves or if you um, choose to, or, you know, secretly having sex with someone of a different race was like a kink. Like, I don't like people that's like, oh, I talk to an Asian because I have a thing for Asians. I think that's disrespectful. I don't like people who say, oh, I, you know, I talk to black men because I heard this or I have a thing for black men, but I would never marry one or I would never make kids with one. I feel like that's disrespectful. And I feel like people really need to check themselves because we all know that things happen. And imagine someone who had a kink for another race just for fun and giggles. And happen to have a child, which this has happened. And then mm-hmm. you, by default, you have this child and you see this child, but you deeply hate this child. You hate this child because of who they are. And you raise this child to hate pieces of themselves. And then they go on and turn into adults and spread their fucking hate because that's how they were created and 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 raised to hate parts of themselves and then they pour that into other people with comments they pour that into other people with views and ideals that don't make no fucking sense and i think it doesn't matter what culture background you come from what race background you come from as long as you have two parents that's willing to share your history as long as you share your history with your daughter and your wife shares her history with She'll be with your daughter. She'll be fine. The issue is nobody really wants to have an honest discussion about how fucked up uh, white Americans over decades and centuries treated every other ethnicity. Nobody wants to have that discussion. They think, oh, I had nothing to do with it. That was years ago. That were people that looked like me before me. I'm talking about now. But we have to talk about the people years ago that looked like you. Because the laws, the policies, the the thinking in corporate America is deemed from how people like that thought. Yeah. And just to piggyback from what you're saying, like, what I've noticed in, like, my like years of living like whenever i hear someone say something about like interracial marriages i'm i'm going to put this on white people for a moment because that's where i hear it from the most um and the reason why i hear it is because it's not just interracial marriages or relationships it's just anything interracial they they have categories of like sex and stuff like that that they feel as though it's, it's just bad but here's the thing um when they see things like that they see a white woman and a black man or you know of any like color or creed together that don't mix they're not the same thing um they see that as immoral but the issue with calling things immoral is that there has to be a victim um interracial or you know children and relationships there ha- there's no victims there like there's a man and a woman there's you know a intergender relationship and then there's the outcome of a child and that's what happens nothing about that is immoral but people try to find the bad in something that is positive not only are you blending and you know creating something that once wasn't like it just it makes sense to me that it should just be that way instead of people making it seem like it's so immoral to you know 
not be with this person because your whole family is Italian or your entire family is white. So why would you want to go out there and do that? Like you're going to ruin the legacy of the family. Like, wait, well, clearly the family's legacy is fucked up if that's your way of thinking. Like, because what happens when like you are the last of you? Mm-hmm. Like if you were the last of your race, like what are you gonna do? Are, are you just gonna say, you know what? I'm going to have sex with my cousin. I'm going to have sex with my sister or something. Like, but that's what a don't. lot of people did back in the day when they wanted yeah. to. Um, when they didn't want to hire outside of their family to keep their wealth up, they kept it in the family for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Of course they did. And those are the people they- that the farm. Those are the people that took care of the house. Those are the people that uh, looked at the business. Mm-hmm. But that's why you end up having movies like The Hills Have Eyes and shit like that. Like you, that's and, and you know that's supposed yeah. To, yeah. No, no bullshit. Like you know when you know it, it's just it's not even a genetics thing at that point. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying when I hear people say, you know what, I would much rather fuck my cousin than fuck like a woman that I meet or a person. You're like, wait, like you do realize not only is that your same blood, like that is your fuck. That's a family member. Like, what type no. of recycling is that? Yeah, so so when your kid has fucking three nostrils and you're trying to figure out why, like that's why. Like some things like aren't meant to be. Like right now, if you know, like say for example, you and I were the last two people on planet Earth, right? Yeah. And we knew for a fact that we had to further the race. I can't go and you like should go and say you know off. what? Yeah, like like well, yeah, like you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and fuck a goat because that's what, like what? You, it's like you realize you could further the race right now but then somebody somebody i guarantee you they're gonna say well you know what if you and her have sex and then they have kids and then it just goes down that bloodline yes it does that's a little bit different from going and saying you know what there are a populace there is a populace of 50 to 100 million people on planet earth and you say you know what out of the 99.9 percent of people on planet earth that little point one that just happens to be my sister we're gonna get it on that right there not only is it disgusting um there's actually words for that there's crimes for that um but more importantly like you know if you want to love who you're going to love cool i would just prefer you to honestly not love on someone who came out of the person that came out of your mom you know just uh, yeah but you know what the crazy Somebody's part def- generations and the the don't don't tell nobody my business generations uh let me have a mm-hmm. family over here generations i don't want to share shit put it this mm-hmm. way i know my mom's side of the family but I don't know my father's side of the family to the point where I'll be able to know them by face. I'll be able to know their names. I'll be able to know if like that's my neighbor because our families today are so fucking disconnected um, by yeah. generation that there are probably a lot of people out here married to their sister, married to their yeah. cousin, married to their auntie. Mm-hmm. Their, and they don't know because the value of what it is to know your history as a family is completely annihilated unless you come from a family that has not been disrupted by um, America's fucking virus of racism. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to find. That's hard to find someone who has a family that knows where their family was during times of slavery where their family came from, what village uh, their family came from, what native language they had. Black people that live in America rarely know what their first language was as their family. They don't know. 
We don't have one. Mm-hmm. So to really me, it's, you have to um, know your history. And if you don't know your history, you have to do it a, a service to your kids' kids to find out because every um, ethnicity by genes, by science, has certain diseases um, that are more common for that particular mm-hmm. uh, ethnic ethnicity or that race Absolutely. or you know um, black people more so have sickle cell a lot of people don't even know if they have a history of sickle cell and they just out here oh she cute he cute be fucking and mm-hmm. boom your child has this horrible horrible disease that people do live with but it is completely like crazy what people go through that have this um and i feel like we just need to know ourselves more and before we create children with other people know if like their fucking family is racist as fuck Mm -hmm. but like you rather speak with people yeah a lot of people just honestly they don't mind being racist it's cool for them because that's all they know. Like they, they had those cult movies and stuff like that where people like families uh, were like the Mansons and shit like that. Like half of the people that weren't a part of the Manson family weren't like born and raised a Manson. It was just people that they took, you know, and they built that cult together. And then as a result, like that shit happened, you know, the murders and things like that. But that's something that was instilled in them. And just like the families who were racist and stuff like that. I know people are like, we all are talking about racist, but honestly, that's where it stems from. Like the fact that we're talking interracial and then there are races who actually hate the fact that there could be an evolution. Now, I'm not saying two people that are different races evolve because I don't want people thinking, oh, well, if you have a mixed race kid, then all of a sudden is that the evolution? No, it's progress, though, because it just shows that, you know what, you don't have to just be with the people in your neighborhood imagine if like everything was zoned out where you and you know you and georgia you can only date people in georgia or only date people yeah like people would actually be really fucking pissed at the bubble that they put themselves in and when it comes to interracial oh trust me i I already know about georgia i know listen don't do it to me I, 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 trust me, I would n- I would never wish that harm on you when it comes to dating in Georgia. However, DC is just as bad. That's why you know when I oh, tell shit. people you know to date who you date and love who you love, like I, I mean that shit. Like, luckily by the grace of God, like you know the wife and I, we've never been put in that situation where we've gotten like awkward side eyes from like black women or you know mm-hmm. white men or something like that. Because I, I want to say it's kind of I want it's not even taboo anymore. It's just like okay, like. Okay. As long as they out here just flo- after we take these voice notes because I have a thing with this that I don't like. I have a question. Um, how do you guys feel about Black Black Lives Matter? No. Um, we'll talk. We talked about that in the past, but we're not going to talk about that tonight because we don't want to segue. But uh, yeah, we'll talk well, about that. Voicemail. Yeah. How do you feel on Black Lives Matter, the topic, as far as <laughs> police brutality? I just tuned in, but since you guys are talking about interracial people, I am a third black and half Mexican, but I'm not considered Mexican and black from either parties, so I wanted to know your take on that. That's... Oh, um, that hold exactly, on. Yeah. I think that what you just asked, <clears throat> why do people 
kind of care about those type of things. I think it's, and I've said this about a lot of other topics too, and I think it does apply to a lot of different aspects of life. Nowadays, a lot more people are taking everything that they see personally. And so, for example, if they see someone of their race dating someone else that is not of their race, they take it personally and now they're saying, they feel maybe betrayed or they feel like you're betraying your race. So maybe you're like selling out. Like there's a lot of different things because they're taking it personally when it literally has nothing to do with them or maybe the color of this part of the person's skin. But because they're taking it personally, it's now it's somehow, it somehow has to do with respect and now they disrespect you or they do not respect you or respect you less than because of your choices. Mm-hmm. When it comes to people trying to like pre like prejudge what people's races are, it seems like they kind of throw out like that seventh grade science class out of the window because I don't know about anyone else, but in seventh grade I learned that genes are random and that they can skip generations. Like, did any did no one else <laughs> take that class? So, like, that's like seventh grade science, and it's like when it comes to them it's like there's no way you can have like black features or I guess quote unquote black features and have like blue eyes or you know hazel eyes or um, a specific type of hair texture technically it's possible so just because you don't remember stuff the grade doesn't mean that their parents are lying to you in three Three, three. That's how people have always felt about interracial dating. Always. It's always been a thing for centuries. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely agree. Um, um, do you want to answer Miss Marshall about the, I think she said she's the third black Mexican. I, I want to say she said white was the third. Um, that yeah. has to suck. No. People, oh, I, and I, that's why mm-hmm. my issue where, um, maybe one side of the race that you are doesn't want to claim you and your other side doesn't want to claim you and I feel like it's ignorance on both sides like I feel like um black people can't be mad at uh prejudice from a certain culture and then turn around and be like you better not date no white man or you better not have no um nobody Asian or you better you better do this like who are you to dictate who somebody can fall in love with, grow with, bond with, make a family with, um, when you can have somebody that looks like j- just like you, you can have somebody who seems like they're a good person and treats you like shit, treat your kids like shit. And the only re- thing, the only reason why you're together with this person is because society says you better not be with nobody that does not come from your background. And to think about how many uh, people who were here, not by will, um, on plantations, um, known to be basically uh, a plantation owner or a slave owner's plaything, have a child. That child's dependent on that complexion, is able to go in the house and maybe learn to read with the other 
children or they they don't have to be in the fields but if their skin is darker they need to be in the fields and all of this just negativity and creating so much division with us like we didn't ask to be raped and I, and, and and my question about that um is uh white people of europe thought um dappling into like fucking Native Americans and raping them was something cool to do but never wanted to claim their kids and I don't know if Native Americans were welcoming of claiming those children either but that's the same type of issue it's kind of like what do you do with these children that did not ask to be here the same thing with white people of Europe who thought um, capturing Uh, black people and torturing them and raping them and having African slaves that were stolen and owned then turn around and allowed uh, Africans to bear their children and hate their skin having people come from hate from their skin from who they were and then we have to deal with colorism amongst ourselves as black people because of ignorance and I'm related to a few Jamaicans who still willingly willingly bleach their skin because they feel like bleaching their skin will make them more accepted in society. And unfortunately, those people are healthy, alive, living today, but that ignorance is still in their mind. And unfortunately, I cannot introduce my children to them because I don't want that thinking in my kids' mind where they feel like their skin is going to dictate if they're better or not. I feel like that's a lot of self-hate. I don't even want that to be around my children. Which brings me to my next question. Do you think slaves and white people through the fuckery of slavery found any love and compassion for each other but didn't outwardly share it because it was looked down upon? Absolutely. Um, I think that there were a lot of um there, there was a lot of what was the term uh, like white saviorhood or white saviors that you know mm-hmm. the the slave owner or someone who worked at like you know the plantation or something like that they may have fallen in love with that the, the black woman that they had to see that had to cook for them that had to clean for them that you know literally that they raped that they ended up falling in love with and in small cases i'm sure that the women that they raped fell in love with them as well now i'm just mm-hmm. saying this i don't know it to be a fact i'm just going off of honestly the way that they paint our slavery movies which i'm personally tired of where every slave movie always ends up having a white savior to like give us that vision of you know what yeah it was you know it was really fucked up for black people but you know what there was at least that one white person that helped him out and it's like wait is is that what we're supposed to get is that what we're supposed to believe and more importantly is it true so for me i personally do believe that yes there were some white people that loved the black people that they just treated like shit and i'm sure that there were black people that loved them as well and they wanted to be them because they saw it as hey if i can get them to love me then you know what i will be better off my family will be better off and you know what we may be able to escape this hellhole that we're living in right now and true to form Look at 2020. We've been mm. saying that since 2016. You know what? We mm. we just want to get rid of the pain. What's the best way to get rid of the pain? Some people thought like, you know, the Kanye's and shit like that of the world thought, you know what? It's better to join them because we can't beat them, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's where that all ties in. It's like, you know what? It just might be better to just join them. But honestly, sometimes it's not. Some people are just who they are. And for me, I just see that. I just see a lot of people just being exactly who the fuck they were. Yeah. And I understand that American Black people wanted to have their own businesses, their own homes, their banks. They wanted a stake in their land. Um, Mixing races would make it less of a quote unquote Black power thing because that's what we wanted. We wanted independence after slavery and segregation. um, And we wanted like a stake in something to say that this is ours. This is from family. But we had corporations and systems that came against us when they said okay you free we had banks that would deny loans for us to have our crops which then would lessen our money for us to own our homes that we we are horribly backed up on our mortgages so we lose our land and we lose our house we had um so many times all over the united states uh where the government partook in like bombing and and killing groups of black people who had businesses and and homes and banks and didn't need any outside race in order to do great in life and then here we are in 2020 having a whole bunch of different ethnicities tell us that we're lazy and if we just um get on the same page maybe we'll have something of our own you could go to every major city in fucking united states and there's a chinatown you could go to every major city fucking united states and there's um you know a a little italy okay um and um new york why i love it so much is that there are certain blocks where there's everything ethiopian food clothing um stores uh pottery everything for this culture is here you go um in manhattan there's blocks and blocks and blocks of hasidic jews owning jewelry stores and having long lines of jewelry you go to certain parts of brooklyn where it's known to just be a jewish community their realtor is jewish their hospitals are jewish their ambulance is jewish Um, their churches are Jewish Uh, their stores are Jewish everything as far as food is fucking culture I mean not culture kosher and they really like put a dent in this is our section we don't rent to anybody that's not us we don't have anybody coming here that's not us we don't have anybody working here that's not us unless you're a nanny they will go ahead and welcome a nanny outside of any different ethnicity to come in and work for them. But as far as like you living here and you having a business here, that's completely out of the question. What do black people have in America where you can go and be like, this is black Americans, businesses, homes, um, opportunities, schools. We don't have that. Yeah, well, that that's because we as black folks, we already we don't have a readily identifiable like part of town i noticed you earlier said you know like little italy and uh like chinatown um we have what we consider to be the hood now mind you those parts of town that's that's something that we established yeah that's not stuff that we established we didn't establish that that's just um it's known to be this is what they gave us but we're doing nothing with it now i guarantee you if we went and instead of having people come and gentrify our neighborhoods, we built them up. We, you know, took care of the things that we have and we do the things that we are supposed to do to keep the upkeep. 
the same way if you buy a house you want to have upkeep your neighborhood you want to upkeep your neighborhood if we did that we wouldn't we wouldn't even need a chinatown or a little italy we don't need a name for things Mm -hmm. it would just literally be you know what the black people have their community but it's also inviting as well like you can come here but just know buy in you know the black establishment the black business and things would go well instead you know everything that has like black attachment to it always ends up being negative like you know brooklyn was historically like conceived to be negative and then white people moved and all of a sudden it's like you know premiere it's elite it's like something that they wanted to do um there's that saying that all the mlk boulevards or mlk like streets in any town they're usually surrounded by like a bad neighborhood or something like that or they're trash so only a place that had a beautiful ml martin luther king highway is in west Mm -hmm. palm beach when i tell you that fucking highway has nice palm trees the grass is um always cut the road is always like paved and properly everything is put is clean i have never seen anything mlk look that great anywhere else yeah and surprising for florida yeah like for here for example the dmv or the dc area whatever you want to call it um it's considered a metropolitan town, but just like any other city like that has a metro rail or a train or a bus system, yeah, it runs, and most white people feel as though if it runs in that part of town, if there's a bus or a train that goes there, it's accessible to black people, and then it drives the property value down. That's why there was like Tyson's Corner here in like, you know, the D.C. area. Like before, there was never a, you know, train system that ran there. And then when it, you know, became a train system and they say you know what we want to bring a train out there because we want to make it accessible to go to the biggest fucking mall which is tyson's corner yeah. as soon as they did that the property value went down people were saying you know what oh, i don't want to live in this part of town anymore because you know what black people could come in here and it was just black people there were literally like subreddits there were groups on next door and shit like that they were saying you know what if you make it accessible to black people they will come here and they will ruin it so we've become like the social stigma of hey if we're allowed near it we will fuck it up and it's really fucked up to think that that's how it's been and honestly i see it that's how it's going to be for a very long time um here in georgia people like to say oh let's go to atlanta because it's like the black mecca not no more not (laughs) no more like it, it, it maybe a lot of black people have been in Atlanta for years and now it has switched because so many companies are looking at Atlanta like they have cheap land, they have cheap property tax, they have trees everywhere, let's cut it down, let's buy the acre and let's build up um our company here. Amazon was looking down here for a long time on uh property to buy and to me I think more whites saw that living in Atlanta, the metropolitan of Atlanta, would be better for our pockets. Because no matter how much it improves or what new stores come up, my property worth is going to go up. So they bought yeah. made, like all the houses in Midtown. They got all the condos on Peachtree Street. Um, businesses, they're they rather buy them and own them than to sit in the mall and rent out that space. Lennox has been shot up, I want to say, six times this year. It's, it's turning into somewhere very ghetto. Um, but when people come to Atlanta, that's where they want to be. Um, Fifth Plaza, too. That's where people go to front like they got money and they really don't. 
that credit card be swiping and declining. Um, to me, it's like white people are moving into Atlanta downtown and black people are moving out because they can't afford it or it doesn't make sense and you want more for your money here. So you'll have a lot of people, black people in groups, buying in on property together. Um, they're buying lots. That way, if somebody wants to come in and buy us out, they're going to buy us out three times what we paid. Um, real estate exactly is always booming. So my thing is, we got to figure out the the method, the um, equation that all other cultures have when they come here. Because as far as like our, I don't feel like Atlanta will ever have like, major city the way it needs to be because of that because of racism so they move the um turner field baseball place from being downtown right and they moved it into a county and that was a big uproar because nobody wanted that traffic they didn't want the trains going up in through there they didn't want the buses coming up in there because when there's trains and buses going through anywhere all other ethnicities think, oh my God, the black people are going to have access. They're going to come here. They're going to rob our homes and they're going to take our shit, our couches and our TVs and our jewelry on this train and go home. That's not reality. And the ignorance is what keeps Atlanta from being the city it needs to be. Gwinnett created its own bus system just not to have Marta run through Gwinnett. Because they think Marta equals Black people having access. The joke um, in Atlanta is moving African Americans um, uh, through Atlanta is like the sole slogan for for Marta here. But that's the bus that goes basically everywhere. But the counties that don't have Marta are the counties that do those votes throughout the year that Black people don't do to make sure Marta cannot have access. And that's what keeps whites who have money wanting to be in places like Alpharetta because there's no uh, access for the bus, for the train. That's what keeps them going to Gwinnett because there's no access for the bus, for the train. If you want to get the bus from there, you either have to do an express bus that goes in the HOV lane that goes all the way downtown from places like that, or you get on their bus transfer to another bus, transfer to a train to go downtown and work your job that's paying you enough money to be in your nice big ass house in Gwinnett and North Georgia. It's ridiculous and all of it is fucking ignorance. I, I can't even counter that. I, I will say this though um, and this isn't just for black people this is just for all people but I'm just going to preface it because I am black so our people uh, we own land because our families owned land and they owned homes. These homes are paid for. They're like all you have to do is pay on the taxes. But what happens is those families, the grandchildren, they get it like they inherit it and then they sell it to the lowest or the highest bidder. But it's always the first one. That house might be valued at like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. And you say, you know what? I'll take three ten because you know what? I want to get the house from HGTV instead of saying, you know what? This house is paid for. That money that I was going to get, I could have just put that into the house and made the house that I wanted. But you know, it's it was my grandmother's, it was my mother's, and you know what? It, it's time to move. I don't want to stay in Atlanta. 
honestly, if you have it like that, like mm-hmm. it's just better to stay where you are, stay put, and do things. That's why for me, it just hurts that Atlanta is going through what it went through or what it's going through now. Because five or six years ago, every black person that lives in DC, it was a cycle. You graduate from college, you move to Atlanta for two years. You realize, mm-hmm. you know what? Atlanta's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. You can't go right. from having a forty thousand dollar a year job here in dc and decide you know i'm going to move to atlanta because for my salary here in dc i can get a house in atlanta the issue is it's just you and buying at home you didn't think about property taxes you didn't think about hey you actually have to go and mow your own fucking lawn now you lived in an apartment before like people don't take into account the actual expenses and then when they're thrown into the fire of hey i actually have responsibilities they don't want them and that extends to not just people with homes that extends to people who live in these neighborhoods like if you live in a black part of town a white part of town italian part of town take part you know take apart your town and just make sure that it's like it's good for the next 10 15 20 years don't run it down and then when someone comes in and offers you money you take it instead of saying you know what i don't need i don't want the money i just want to go ahead and just build up what we have so it's sustainable for my kids for their kids so we have something but i mean in 2020 that's kind of hard to ask anybody to do for sure, I have a lot of voicemails. Well, that has something to do with reproducing within the race. That's like something everybody does, though. It's not specific to blacks. I'm not sure what in what point he was talking about. I don't know if my last message went through, but um, I'm, I'm half Middle Eastern, half like European, Hispanic. And, um, you know, I was never enough of either side to, like, be in the the social circle for, for either group. And, um, you know, my last relationship was with, like, the whitest girl in existence. And, like, the disconnect between the way I grew up and the way her family was was just kind of too much um you know to the point that we wound up breaking up because of like differences and and just who we were fundamentally um but yeah it's just it's a very weird topic for sure absolutely i'll say this um basically i've had friends who thought or think because some of these friends are no longer friends they're just associates with people that i've kept at a distance because of their behavior but i've had friends say to me that hey you know you've been in an interracial relationship uh they think the person that you're in the interracial relationship with has the status of that race so say for example for me in my case they thought me being with a white woman meant that she has money newsflash all white people don't have money right. importantly like it's it, it's not money that you get to have. You can't just say, you know what? I'm with a white person. She has money. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, we're going to be driving in cars and we're going to get a house and stuff like that. It's, it's less than the truth. It's an absolute fucking lie because I can tell you this now. My wife and I, yes, we are married. Yes, we do have a child. But God forbid if something were to happen to her, nothing comes to me. Everything goes to our daughter as it should. Um, mm-hmm. But there are people who will literally go and tell you things that they've never lived through so you know shout out to the guy who had just said that he was in a interracial relationship with a white woman and she didn't understand him trust me i've been there not just with white women just with you know women in general you know I, we just didn't get along we didn't click and 
for him like I, I hope that you came out of that relationship a better person knowing the examples that were put in front of you and more importantly you had a talk with her and just let her know you know what this isn't what it you know what we expected and it just didn't work out so hopefully that worked out in your favor and um his point of you know the differences i feel like there are people that you can be in an interracial relationship with that are open to learning about your background and, and how you were raised. And there are people that you might be in a relationship with like that, where both of your backgrounds are different and they're closed off. And I feel like anybody closed off as to how you became who you are, that relationship will never work, no matter what race you are. You could be the same race and they're very closed off as to their history and how they can move forward to make their family dynamic better. That relationship would never work. So to me, you can be a completely different race and a completely different ethnicity background and have the respect of each other's background and make that relationship work. The issue is the people who sometimes are in relationships that didn't work because somebody was closed off and wasn't open to learning and felt like, you know, everything that their parents taught them in the quote unquote American way was the bee's knees those relationships don't work and I feel like those are the people who have like the bullhorn in life to tell you don't mix races because it's never going to work no the people that you dealt with don't work same thing how women get on Twitter and IG and Facebook and bash men men ain't shit no the men you dealt with ain't shit women ain't shit no the women you dealt with ain't shit it's the same thing yeah so and you know I'm gonna say this as well and I'm only say this one time um don't date somebody who is with you just to suck up your culture because they hate theirs. Um, I'll repeat that. So don't, yeah, don't date someone who is with you just to suck up your culture because they hate theirs. We have examples. Um, the whole Kardashian-Jenner family, but we're not talking about them today. Basically, like, don't get with somebody who, they, they love your swag and you went from like I'm trying to think, what was that movie? With the little white girl who, you know, she was a, a ballet dancer by the end. She's doing like hip hop and shit like that. Uh, Julia Stiles, who was uh, Save the Last Dance and shit like that. She's making an awkward ass. Like, uh, you just, you, you know for a fact, you're, you're not only you're sucking up the culture, and some people will say, well, this is who I am. This, I'm like, it's who you've become. It's not who you yeah. are. And you could, you could tell, you know the difference. Like, for example, for me, like I can say as a black guy, imagine me just all of a sudden I'm wearing fucking polo shirts with the collar popped and the top button undone. I hated that top. Yeah. yeah, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, well, he's, I don't want to say I'm appropriate in the culture, but it's more so it's like you're not even being authentic to yourself and you know it. Um, They may or may not be miserable, but you know for a fact they're playing a part. The same way, remember uh, when Miley Cyrus was going through her popping Molly and, you know, Mm -hmm. she she loved black men phase and then she got back with the Hemsworth brother and all of a sudden she was like Cadillac Ranch and all of a sudden she's, you know, she's back doing country music and shit. And we're like, wait a minute, like we definitely snort, you know, we saw you snorting coke off of women. in concerts and shit but now all of a sudden like you're you're holier than out that's what i mean by you know don't let someone suck up your culture because they hate theirs because like molly cyrus yes she absolutely hated her culture but you know what she also went back to it when it benefited her so don't be that person who dates a white woman or you know a black guy or just anybody who you know you're dating them because you're like you know what their family's pretty cool They, they have cookouts they don't have barbecues they have cookouts and you know they can cook. They season their food. You know what? Like, it's not going to make your family any better. It might, like, enrich your life, but it's not going to change it. And I wish people knew the difference. 
Yeah, and you can you can take like things you know other relationships have taught you that relationship may not work you know maybe you know you learn how to be a better cook from that old relationship that didn't work you don't have to be in a relationship with that person to feel like oh now I got somebody that can cook or now I got this or now I can act more Jamaican or now I can act more African or now I can feel like I have a stake in the conversation because I've dated or I've put my dick into this person or this Mm -hmm. I've been in my pussy, so now I can be part of the conversation because I had this. No. And those those entitlements of, oh, I know because I was with such and such. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself because it, it's, it's just not going to work out well for you. And I feel like you can be open to having friends from all different ethnicities and being respectable about it. And if you want to know why your co-worker wears such and such on her hair, you can Google it first. You can do your own research first. And then you can appropriately ask the right questions to be well-informed. And I love the way that I have friends from different cultures and backgrounds. And I have friends who's parents been together for 30 years and I have friends who don't know their parents and I have friends who have a relationship with one of their parents all of that shit makes me a better person because I get different perspectives and I feel like you can't go through life having all your friends be white you can't go through life having all your friends be black you can't go through life having all your friends be Asian and always traditional and feel like you're going to be a well-rounded individual because guess what you're not Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to say this. Anybody who is in here right now, we appreciate you all for obviously listening to the conversation. If you could please share it, you can do the little clap things that does help that actually generates us more listens. We do appreciate it. And obviously we have more content to give. I just wanted to, just, you know, put that out in the air. So God, we, we have a lot of voicemails as well. <laughs> During the 1600s and 1700s, it was actually against the law to show damn near compassion to a black person. You weren't allowed to... I mean, obviously, y'all know they weren't allowed to teach them read and write, but once, obviously, they became free, you weren't even allowed to help them in any way. If you got caught as a white person helping a black person, they were going to ruin your life or kill you. So for a long time, probably all the way until at least the 1900s, it was codified at one point but then became pretty much a household understanding that you do not help Negroes, even if you love yeah for sure there's a document um podcast called 1619 um i don't know if i brought this up before but it's a really good podcast for anyone to listen to and and just learn the history of black people in america um and their like current issues with going back to their history of why they lost their land why they lost their house what they're dealing with now and their family name and there was one episode where they were talking about how after black people were freed and were no longer slaves and could, you know, maintain on their own to an extent, hospitals and doctors and and nurses will turn them the fuck away in emergencies and be like, oh, you need to go to the black hospital that's 15 miles down the street. We're not treating you. And still to this day, while we have 
black women and black men have an issue where we die because we're sitting in the waiting room or we die because the doctor think that we can, um, you know, resist more pain than the average person because that was mentally taught through this whole hospital doctor, this culture of them because it is like a gang. The hospital, when they fuck up, they don't tell the patients they fucked up. They have a small meeting about how they fucked up and how much money we need to pay them off so they can get the fuck up out of here. The same thing, that is a that is a system controlled by a different mindset. And black women and, and, and black men will always die more than any other culture or race in a hospital in America because the treatment is still along the lines of racism. It's still along the lines of if, if, if a woman is in labor and she's having pains or nobody's checking her vitals correctly, she'll die more than any other race in America. Georgia is one of the highest states where black women die the most from labor. Okay? But let me uh, get these, these voice notes. And... It's hard for me to want to call that love that how those slaves would have viewed those white people. Because there was a thing that majority of those slaves were inbred, like slaves born in America. They were born into slavery, not just transferred over here from Africa. The majority were born here. So, you know, they're pretty much in Stockholm Syndrome since birth. I can imagine. Yeah, I lived in Cobb County out by, um, it was just a little west, but I want to say it was the same exit as the stadium. I don't remember, but oh my god, again, public transportation out there, like, there was none. All we had was Uber and Lyft, and then that shit was horrible. Yeah, it's a racism why you don't have the proper transportation in order to let your city be great and accumulate more money. It's, it's ignorance against money. Bro, I want to ask what I've been wanting to know. Like, what really happened to Atlanta? When I was born in Atlanta, I was born in 1989. I was raised here. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that it was, it's not like it what is now. Like, it's changed. You know, a lot of things have changed in Georgia. And I just want to know, any one of y'all know what happened to Georgia? It used to be a place to come. You'd make money, have fun. What happened? Um, corporations, big money businesses, um, came to Georgia and they saw opportunity and they weren't pushed away by racism. Their money spoke for them. There's an area in Gwinnett right now where Asians have fucking WAP of businesses, long line of businesses, Kroger's, uh, banks, um, uh, beauty supply stores, auto places. They have taken that area over. And Dunwoody is more so um, uh, Middle Eastern uh, Indians that live there in packs. I'm talking about it's apartments, but it's probably like five of them to apartment. And their kids are doctors. And they, and they might own homes. And it's like probably like six of them to the house and nobody leaves that house until somebody's ready to buy cash a home not loan a home buy a home and they buy businesses and they come over here and they buy in bulk and what a lot of people don't understand is when people come out of the united states 
with money and they want to buy businesses, they're not turned away and they're, they can easily transfer that money and they can be like, okay, everybody put 10,000 in on this basket to go ahead and buy this business. And then we're going to have our own work there. And then when somebody saves up X amount of money, they can go ahead and buy their own business. They move in packs. Whereas here, it's hard for a lot of Black people to be in a city like Atlanta and to be like, how the fuck did they just buy up this whole street? How the fuck did they just buy condos here? It's because Atlanta don't give a fuck about what you want to buy, what business you want to put here, and what your race is. As long as you're not Black, we'll go ahead and give you this to do it. And, and we always, Black people in America always have to find a way to not show our faces, not show who we are, just to put out our name and put that green, that money first in order to get our foot in the door. And then once our foot is in the door and we feel comfortable and can't nobody budge us out, that's when we show up in that shit. And it shouldn't have to be that way because an Asian person can show the fuck up and be like, I'm Asian and I want to buy all of this shit. And I want to have this whole area. Um, we are we are like the only people who have to sneakily get our feet in the door and then stand up once we got five of five or ten of us that look like us in here because we could feel safe in this space and it's fucked that, up. That, yeah, it is mainly because like we always have that identity of just getting our foot through the door. But have you ever been in a situation where you've been in line and you're the last fucking customer and you know for a fact the person in front of you they let them in? But you oh, yeah. are the last one. And like, you know what? No, we're actually closed. We closed at nine. That's how it just always has felt oh, yeah. for us. It always felt like we were here while they were here, but you let them in and you didn't let us in. So I'm honestly, I'm sick of being the person that has a foot in the door and I just can't get my body in there. At some point, you got to create your own fucking door. And the thing is, we have to make our own opportunities. We have to do things for us. As, as selfish as that sounds, is the truth. It's so funny. I remember when I was in high school, and I don't even want to tell my story now. Never mind. No, tell your story. (laughs) And sorry about that. I really appreciate listening to you guys. You speak so eloquently. Just such a good conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. I remember that movie. It was so good, too, but I know exactly where you're coming from with that. Oh, she's talking about... uh, Well said. I do want to say one thing now. I want us to get away from race. I'm, I'm really over and tired of it. I'm just so worn out. I'm so tired of the racial divide. I spent a whole lot of time in my life paying attention to that. And ultimately what it boils down to is just, we're just all human beings. And I'm just so tired. Culture is one thing, but all the race and, oh, your skin color and all... It just doesn't matter at all. I'm just so done. <laughs> I really am, and I hope that doesn't sound... <sighs> I don't know. I hope that doesn't sound like I'm sleeping, because I'm definitely not. I did a video on my channel where I talk about how I was an activist for the culture for many years, and it was just so funny because I had, like, three to 500 people who would come out to every protest, but they were all, like, of all different cultures. You can't... Yeah. Okay. What were you saying before? Sorry about that. Oh, for me? Or basically, I was 
pretty much saying what she was saying like you know like we have to kind of like not just put our foot in the door but just like if we can't get in just go somewhere else and create your own shit and we've known historically when we go create our own shit they just come following when i say they mean anybody i'm not just making this derogatory and i'm not trying to bring more divide between white people and black people all i'm saying is this they love a lot of the shit that we do um if they haven't if they haven't created it which is not many things they steal it from us or they steal it from other cultures honestly this entire fucking land has been stolen at some point however like for us we've learned that you know what if we can't get it with them we're going to do it ourselves the issue is this once we do it for ourselves then we Uh end up having you know like fake allies and stuff like that and i don't want to say like and then we have a government that's dirty Mm -hmm. as fuck that'll come through and join the other hateful ass forces and be like oh yeah we gotta tear that shit down they're doing too good Yo, just imagine how many people you know or your family has known that were arrested for marijuana and now this shit is like fucking hookah to white people now. Listen. Denver. Like, yo, what the (laughs) fuck is going on? Like, honest, they made crack legal in Oregon. When I I I saw saw that shit, I was like, wait a minute. I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I, I understand, like, we're all trying to make sure things, like, you know, we, we are a different nation. We are a different country. Here's the difference, though. If we're going to be a different country, those people who've been locked up for 20, 30, 40 fucking release years. Them. Who, re- release them. today. Like, the day that you s- decided that it's legal, imagine there's people right now in Oregon who are selling crack, smoking crack, doing crack, and mm-hmm. they are in jail right now for some shit that they did when it wasn't legal. And mind you, when I say wasn't legal, it's because they got caught because America couldn't capitalize on that shit. Now America's like, hey, y'all want to do drugs? Cool. Like, y'all want to pop Molly? I'm sweating. Y'all want to go have weed? Y'all want to do that? We're going to make this shit legal because what we're going to do is we're going to put our chemicals and shit in it and we're going to sell it to you. So even though you were already dying from this shit, we're going to make it so you can die faster. We're going to make sure that we add our own element to it. Like, imagine right now if McDonald's said, you know what? The french fries were so fucking good. We're going to change the menu. And that's exactly what's going to happen with weed and crack and shit. Like, you're like, wait a minute. Like, people already addicted to it. Now you're making the shit worse. Man, and you're making it illegal. There's a, there's a, um, a video where the, um, this man talks about the motherfucking fries at McDonald's, how the pesticides that the growers spray on the potatoes so they don't have any brown marks on the potatoes is so mm-hmm. fucking tough that after they spray the potatoes that McDonald's uses, they can't be in the fields for five days after. And then they have to go back and harvest that shit. And then they 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 process it and give it to millions of people. And I feel like McDonald's is like a fucking dirty uh, chlamydia asshole because no matter what you say about McDonald's, people are going to be lined up every fucking morning, every night, trying to get a meal out of mcdonald's and i'm just like what is it going to take to be like you really don't give a fuck about you and you drop you you're trying your best to die faster than you need to yeah i'm just learning that honestly nothing gets canceled there are people and presidents and other people who have done and said terrible shit and they don't get canceled mcdonald's has literally been linked to killing people never been canceled facebook Everybody tells you, you know what? I'm going to leak my Facebook. But guess what? You got WhatsApp. You got Instagram. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like what the fuck? Like, some shit yeah. you just can't get rid of. And the thing is, they know it. And they keep feeding it to you. And if he's, like, right now, we're on an app right now that I can guarantee you, as sure as I'm black, in six months, either Spotify, 
or Apple are going to buy stereo. I'm telling you this shit Apple just so you just know. Company. What company did they just buy? Well, obviously, they had Anchor. So I, I want to say they bought like two other ones. But I feel like Apple, the reason why they want to do this is because Anchor was already acquired by stereo. But th- this isn't the conversation for that. All I'm saying is McDonald's and all that shit, I don't care how good the fries are, the shit ain't good for you. Also, like Chipotle, it ain't good for you. I love the burrito bowls. I do. I know it ain't good for me. But you know what? At this point in life, a lot of people think like me, hey, we're going to die either way. But I'm going to have this burrito bowl. So maybe people say the same thing about the fries. We have a lot of voicemails. So, so let's get through them. Yeah, I want to get through them. But what I'm doing is I'm taking notes on what people are saying so I can go back mm-hmm. after I- and talk about it. I hate cultural kind of questions. And I probably should not, especially the field I work in. But I just wish that people would just allow people to be who they are and stop being so woe is me and so terrified when they see something different. We're all different. We're all different cultures. All of that stuff. I really just want to see us embrace each other because the the whole race and cultural thing just creates a divide to what's really going on. It's really about money. It's really about the haves and the haves nots. And the haves want the haves want the have nots to believe that they're a minority, you know? And once we realize that there's more of those who have not, even though, you know, I feel like I'm well-to-do, I have, you know, I make a lot of really good money, but I just feel like I'm a part of a culture that is more defined. She she probably has a second part. I feel like we're moving backwards with racism. I, when I grew up, I grew up with a black friends and white friends and color wasn't really an issue. And then now all of a sudden, we're going back 50 years where we're becoming all about race and, and what color you are and are you privileged? Come on, man. To me, I'm sorry. I'm not black. I'm brown. Okay, I'm Puerto Rican. But to me... It's petty as shit. Like, yeah. to me, I thought the darker you are, the more Puerto Rican you are <laughs> when I was a kid. You yeah. know? And I, I, I but it, I was wrong. I was wrong. And, <clears throat> and it, 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 skin color is nothing. It's petty. Yeah. You know, if people are, are caught up on that, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to make it quick. Um, I absolutely agree with what he's saying. And honestly, we're all tired of the race conversation. We're all sick of having to honestly just tell people the obvious. It's like everybody has the right answers, but, you know, it's just like if you have the right answers, why are we still arguing this shit? So basically, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you're familiar, but Eva, uh, Eva Longoria, like she had to apologize this week uh-huh. because, you know, people thought that she erased black women by, you know, bigging up her race. And here's the thing. If you just didn't bring race into the equation and said, you know what? we as you know a people did the right thing like if you say that that's it you there's no backlash there's no you having to come out and make apologies and do this like world tour of saying i'm sorry like some things it's one of two meaning one you didn't have to say it and whatever you said could have been just kept to yourself or the second being that you honestly like you just went to the wrong platform to say these things and her in that small case 
it's just that she just said it in the wrong place wrong time like right now it's too soon to be going and say oh well you know latino women were the real heroes they i'm like okay like right read the room like everybody right now is everybody's feeling good about each other and you were just definitely you're that person that's oh no 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 just just give us you know give us our credit you have your credit that's why i get really offended when people say like all lives matter trust me you know all lives matter you know for a fact we care about your life like but stop trying to erase shit that honestly like because there's that one word that you don't agree with it's just showing your it's like seeping out of your pores that you're racist and anybody who says like oh well black lives can't matter until all like but you know in the all there's black right so Mm -hmm. we're, we're saying it but when we're saying black we're not saying okay we're not talking about brown people but the thing is there will be someone who says brown lives matter sure but you know brown also includes black right and that's the point right there and people will never ever understand that shit and it, it really pisses me off at the fact that in 2020 all the shit that not just black and brown people have been through the fucking world has been through through this pandemic and people are just sitting there like okay how can i purposely just fuck up everybody's good day and it feels like it's every day you can have a good day if it's not the fucking retrograde that's killing you know us off and making us hate each other we're making each other hate each other and it's, it's stupid man. it's fucking dumb yeah um the whole like color thing and race thing, I feel like that's a card that society pulls to sometimes distract people from the the new thing that the government is on. The government yeah. be like, you know what? We're trying to do this. People getting too nosy. Too much truth is being told. Let's toss that race shit back up in there. Let's Absolutely. A- Absolutely. So it distracts us. So... You know, people who are of different races may have been like, you know what? Trump is just very out and honest about the fact that he's fucked up and he mm-hmm. goes at countries in an abrasive way. And that's what the United States needs. The United States needs the reality that they are fucked up. And I feel mm-hmm. like Trump did bring out the fact that the United States is fucked up. But also, Trump was like, you know what? We all know people are racist. We all know there's racism. I'm racist. I'm going to let you know that I'm racist. But I'm going to also do these other things in your face, too. Now, what we're going to have to worry about is all the followers of Trump wiping Trump off their vehicles, taking the Trump down and blending the fuck back in and us not knowing who they're with. So Mm -hmm. it's either do you want the truth in your face or do you want them to hide behind closed doors and be like, you know what? I probably didn't get that job because I'm not qualified. Or you probably didn't get that job because they're fucking racist and you don't know that they're racist because you're quiet about it. Because now society is going to go back to being quiet about it. And I think sometimes the topic of racism and, and, and color also comes up because sometimes you got to lay all your fucked up shit on the table. So you mm-hmm. could clear the com- the table to fuck off. And instead of you yeah. put the shit back in boxes that you could pull out later, you put it in the trash can because it's already discussed. Kind of like a relationship. If you want to get better in your relationship and you have issues, let's lay all our issues on the table. Let's find fucking solutions. Let's throw away what doesn't work and let's move forward. I feel like sometimes racism and colorism is going to have to work that same way. We're going to have to bring this shit back to the table because a lot of people have the shit stored away within them and we're going to have to discuss it. We're going to have to come up with a fucking solution and we're going to have to throw away what doesn't work anymore because the world has changed. 
It definitely has. But we also have convenient racism. We have a lot of people who are just racist because you know what? If you all in if you in a car with somebody and y'all all going in one direction and like you know what? We're gonna pick up this you know this hitchhiker. That hitchhiker, they see the Confederate flags, they see the Trump stickers and stuff like that. You think they're not gonna act like a fucking Trump supporter on you know to get that ride to go to where they're going? They're definitely gonna do that. And I feel like a lot of people have done that. They just rode the wave. And now that the wave has finally hit shore, it's like, hey, I'm gonna go and duck and cover, or I'm just gonna live in this shit because I am who I am now. I've become who I am. But when I say convenient racism, this is it. So imagine you are a racist white man, white woman, or just even a brown man, because there are brown, both black and white, or you know, black and Latino, whatever. Like that could be considered racist. I'm gonna just point this out to you. Your daughter or your son decides that they are gonna have an interracial relationship. They have an interracial kid. You are not going to completely eradicate them from your life. You're going to absolutely love your grandchild, your your, your great grandchild, but you're going to absolutely hate everybody else. That's not yeah. equality. Yeah. I, I've seen this shit happen with people. My brother I've, deals I've, with it all the time. His wife's um, parents are racist against him. You know, I, I mm-hmm. love you know I love my grandchildren, but I just don't understand why you had to marry an N word. Exactly. Now, mind you, you you love your grandkids. Yeah, they, they they're just as brown as their father. However, you hate him. It's if they were going to just show up from a fucking pelican. It's not going to happen, my friend. It's not. But you know what? This is not only just a discussion that's been happening for the past 460 years. It's also just something that we talk about every single day. And the fact that it doesn't matter who tells it to them, if it it's in the back of the Bible, if it's honestly just comes across your TV. People just won't care. This is like, I just am who I am and I'm going to stay this way. And they can't be changed. You can't be taught. You can't be like, you just can't be understood either. Like nobody cares. So yeah, this is falling on deaf ears. But so I'm going to attempt to run through 23 notes right now. Some 23 people talking. And I'm going to just let's write let's down. Do it. I have to, you ready? Let's go. <laughs> I do the film on my YouTube channel. Um, called Message from the Universe. I talk all about the Moors and how and where Christopher Columbus first came and what happened, and it's so relevant. And then in the end, I talk about how the system has really been clever about dividing rather than wanting to see people together. If we can get focused on what the real issues are, we can go so much further. Absolutely. I agree. I completely agree. Let me see. Next. I literally roll my eyes when I hear somebody talk about racism, bro. It's like, bro, we went backwards. We went backwards. It's like, let me tell you, like, to me, it feels like black people want to treat white people like shit. They want to treat white people the same way white people treated black people. Yeah. You know? and to me, I feel like that's backwards. Backwards talk. You, you're walking backwards. Martin Luther King didn't make his speech just for black people to, you know, play together. It's for all of us. Everyone, me included. I'm brown. Remember, Puerto Rican. You know. And also, we are out of the conversation. Latinos, forget it. Brown people don't matter anymore. It's all about the blacks and the whites. Like, come on. Come on. Yep. Be more that inclusive, shit. people. Yeah, that I think the controversy has always been black and white. 
but yeah, within within different cultures like Latinos I feel like you guys deal with a colorism issue also because maybe you're lighter brown or maybe you're not brown enough and maybe you know people from Honduras I have friends from Honduras who are black 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 and people never believe them that they're from Honduras and it's kind of like why do I have to prove to you where my family is from so I understand the whole thing about you know I think black people want to hate white people today so much for the things that people that look like them did for us back then and I do I do know people who are black in America born and raised in America their family born and raised in America more so the south like Mississippi who like you know, I have white friends at work. I talk to them. I have lunch with them. Or I have family that married um, white. But I can never be with a white woman. Or I would never. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's your personal preference. You know that. Okay, maybe that's a boundary for you that you will not cross. But you can't speak for all black people. You can't be like, how are you black? And you're willing to care for or hear another race out. You need to be black black like hate everybody except black and I feel like why do you have to hate anybody at all I'm gonna say this and this is a tweet that honestly I saved in my phone because it it hits right now so this woman by the name of dark sky lady says we can acknowledge the anti-blackness in the Latino community the massage noir and the black community and still put blame where it belongs white people they created all of this now not only do I agree with this, I can actually see where she's coming from with it. Now, somebody mm-hmm. would say, oh, my God, like that's, that's adding more divide. There's no divide in anything she just said. Basically, what she is saying is the problem is that everybody wants to be included, but also wants to be divided. And the only reason there's a divide is the people who have been dividing us. Like the Latino community, they, they love to say, oh, well, you know us brown people and us black people we have to get together yes we've been trying to do that like we we get that we're on the same page here but you're fighting the battle against us when we're trying to fight the battle for everybody with them talking about what get you some merch act like you know get you some merch Shop She Gets It on Teespring. The link is in the bio. Don't act like I ain't tell you. Hit me up on the stereo app. Hit me up on Patreon. Hit me up on Red Circle. If you want to go ahead and cross promo, I'm here for you. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up and my email. She gets it pod at gmail.com. Hit me up on she gets it pod on IG. I'm not hard to find. Let's get back into this show. People, the same white people who don't want you in this fucking country. Like, take take that vitriol you have for us and you're saying, why don't we acknowledge you? We are acknowledging you, but it's like if fucking Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are in a boxing ring and they're fighting, and then fucking um like uh Oscar de la Hoya decides he's gonna jump in the ring. No, we, we were fighting this fight. We we're fighting. Why are you like you can be here, you can be a part of it, but at the same time, let me 
stand in front of you and take these punches. I'm taking these licks. We've been taking these licks before you were here. So don't all of a sudden just jump in front of it and say, you know what? Hey, we need to be included too. Yes, you can get a seat at the table. It's just not going to be at the head. Because trust me, we're not even sitting at the head of the table. And it's just a fact, man. I I wish people would just acknowledge that, accept it. And more importantly, just know your your voice matters. But it's just at a lower volume right now. Like you're at a 25 and everybody else is at a 30. You, You still have a voice. It's not muted yet. It's definitely not muted. But it's just not speaking as loud because the only thing you're doing is causing divide between us when there's none needed period this is how i look at it look at it like this and it's not about it being black and white but i feel like white no matter where you are is considered right and i feel like black no matter where you are the darker your skin tone in any culture or ethnicity is considered wrong or you need to go over there right this is how i look at it look at united states as a house right Um, And every culture in the United States has homes and they have big homes and they have opportunity and everybody has a home and a house and a community of families that have homes except black people. We still in the street trying to figure out where we going to take our shit. And that's how I look at issues in America being we still talking about black and white and we gonna still be talking about black and white because we need to get to the point where we have a home and we can say this is our community and we can all be even across the board and then we can attack other matters but we still in the street and whenever any culture want to come in our communities and be like you know what i want to buy up this whole block and i want to raise their rent and I want to raise their rent to the point where they can't afford to feed their families. They can't get out of their lease. And the only way they could get out of the lease is eviction. And then it's going to stop them from getting anywhere else unless they build it from the ground up. And then I want to move a different race in here. And I want to put a Starbucks here. And I want to put a Walmart here and a Target. This community looks good enough for a Target. I'm going to put a Target here. And I'll make it so unaffordable that it's going to be like, oh my God, you live in such and such now? Oh, it's so cute. You should come see here. And then Black people, the only thing that we can do is drive through that hoe. Yeah. And somebody's That's really basically what it is. Yeah. We, we got 30. Voicemails. We got... <laughs> okay, let's, let's go ahead. Your greetings let's, to let's the both of y'all. Um, I just came in late, so I don't really know the subject. I just heard the, the last messages. He was talking something about transportation and no public transportation and Ubers and whatnot. But, you know, there's there's certain reasons behind why certain areas don't want public transportation, you know, and and of course, everybody doesn't agree with that. But, you know, there's some valid points in place to why they don't want it, you know, because this happened in an area where I was living at, you know, a while ago. And I'm talking about it was way out and they was trying to get public transportation out there and the people voted against it. And I was like in an uproar. But then when I heard the reasons and I looked at the statistics, I kind of understood it a little bit better. You know, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. yeah. For me, I'm, I'm going to say this. There's definitely statistics and there's like logistics when it comes to it and numbers and all of that. But unlike you who actually went and did the research there are just a lot of people who say i just don't want them in the community and when they say them they're talking about it's brown us. and black people it's us. <laughs> them is us. when i when i say them notice what i just said when i say them 
brown and black people. I'm going to actually put brown people first. The reason why is because they feel as though they are not included. So I'm going to include you in this conversation I'm about to have really quick. So when you have a community who says, you know what? We have a nice cul-de-sac, right? We have a nice cul-de-sac neighborhood and a gated community. And they see that Latino family come into the community. They'll welcome you for the first week or two. But then when they start to portray stereotypes that you don't even display on yourself. They're like, you know what? Wait a minute. Why are there four cars parked in the driveway? Um, only Latino people have more than you know two or three people in their house. Why are there so many people in their home? Do are, are they are they poor? Are they this? This is shit that white people will say because they say it to us. They say it to us about y'all. So just take that into account. More importantly, when it comes to like communities and people having homes and they don't want metropolitan like trains and buses and stuff like that yes it could be the numbers but also the price and the value of their home goes down they definitely are thinking about that but they're also at the end of the day thinking who the fuck is going to be able to get off a bus and walk down my street and break into my home when they think that they're not saying randy the white boy that lives up the school who actually does break into fucking houses they're not saying it to them they're saying you know what Xavier or, you know, Greg or Shan, they come into our neighborhoods because they have access to our neighborhoods, not even acknowledging the fact that the shit that's already going on in your neighborhood has been happening. You've just been completely fucking blind to it. And that right there is the difference between the statistics of, you know, gentrification and making sure that your home still has value in 10 years and just saying, you know what, I, I just might be a little bit more fucking racist. I, and you can be a black person that's racist because you're like, hey, I don't want them niggas coming over here. I've said it myself. I said, hey, nah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They want to build a fucking, uh, they want to build a Target? Shoot, go ahead, do that. Whole Foods? Great. Oh, but y'all, y'all building weed shops? Oh, absolutely fucking not. N- not here. But, but it's the truth. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. And we're back at 30 voicemails. <laughs> nah, she nope. gets it. I got to disagree with you on that. Um, you're talking about uh, the other nations, uh, how they get together and they, you know, six, seven in the house and they save their money and they go buy businesses. And you're talking about black people who can't do that. No, black people can do that. Black people just choose not to do it. Black people is the only nation of people that refuse to understand that in order to survive out here, we got to come together. I mean, the writing's on the wall. I mean, look at what's going on right now. You know, any if, if you want any chance of surviving through this current situation that we're all in, we got to consolidate our homes, man. People is, is, is out of work. More and more jobs are getting lost every day. Consolidation is the key. But it's like black people are so selfish, man. We the only nation, man, that that don't love each other. You know what I'm saying? That's always jealous of each other. Other nations ain't like that. That's why they winning, man. Because they know what unity is. And that's just the truth. They they do know unity, but I'm going to say this. You can't can't consolidate something you don't have. If you can't afford a home, or if you're, like, say, for example, uh, Mr., uh, I forgot what his name, Mr. Motivational. There's you, your brother, and your sister, right? Like, it's the two of you. Like, your, your mother said, you know what? You guys take over this house. It's paid for. All you have to do is pay the property tax. Here's the divide when it comes to black people and everybody else. And I I just have to make it honest. You have these homes. You, your sister, and your brother, yeah, y'all cool for a while because it's just three of y'all. Y'all living your life, blah, blah, blah. One person decides they want to have a kid. Cool. You have a kid. Then that person, you know, the next person, you you know, you, for example, you decide you want to bring your lady friend home. Your sister has a problem with that. 
your brother has a problem with that. That's a divide within your household. This is why our community, they're like, you know what? We are just going to do what we want to do with our shit. We go to college and we get our master's and our master's master's. We have two fucking degrees. We have $180,000 in debt so we can have our own shit. But the thing is, the things that we could have had, our parents' houses, we didn't want those to begin with. We wanted to sell those off. The reason why we wanted to sell those off is because the generational wealth that happened with other like white folks and stuff like that, or even the Latino community who they may have their own construction company. There's a guy, a Latino friend of mine, he has not only a construction company, but he does, what do you call it, like the house cleaning and everything like that. So he makes a shit ton of money. And he's, he honestly lives right down the street. So he goes and he tells me, he's like, Greg, you know, it's me, my daughter, her boyfriend, her daughter and then there was like i think she's i think he said it was like two or three other people that live in their house and i was like well how many bedrooms he was like we have four bedrooms but we converted the basement to have two more bedrooms i was like you know what i would love to do that i would love to have my mother my grandmother my sister we all live together everybody saves and then what we do is we pay and then the next person when it when they are actually tired of living with us or they've saved up enough money they can move on and get their own house and then they can go from there and so on and so forth the difference Hey guys, thank you for listening. Um, there was so much feedback that I had to make a sec- second episode just for the feedback. So if you're interested in the listener feedback on interracial, um, just couples, relationships, and more, go ahead and click on the next episode. Enjoy your holiday. Peace.